Hello, friends. Welcome to Time in the Studio. This is a podcast focusing on artists and herbalists, creatives, and plant people talking about growth, creativity, and connection. And I'm your host, Sarah Marie Miller, owner of Ada Zia Arts in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I work with pottery and plant medicine primarily, uh, working with people one-on-one and also creating uh, different formulas. And I'm starting a shop this week, um, so I'm going to start offering my pottery to the world more in a more uh, yeah, just accessible manner. So you can check that out. Um, look at adazia.com. I have some information there. And then you can also connect with me on Instagram via Time in the Studio, Time Like the Herb, or Sarah Marie Studio, uh, where I'm working on a Shisandra project where I draw in my sketchbook most days and eat 10 Shisandra berries. Uh, so they're just really great for a lot of different things. Um, but kind of known to be an adaptogen, great for liver and brain function, and just stimulates all of the different organs of the body in a really gentle, nourishing, nutritive way. Um, So yeah, you can listen about that a little bit more. There's an episode I did on anxiety relief and talking about the beginning of this sketchbook project, and it's been a really fun adventure. Um, I'm really excited for this second part of my interview with Jessica Trusty, and she talks a lot more about her tiny house and building a castle in the mountains that's like a tiny castle, and uh, yeah, just really fun perspective on how to get ourselves to slow down a little bit more and pause and reflect on what's really important and simplifying our lives to really be good elders, to learn to be a good elder, and just to accept ourselves as we are and how that can help us propel our growth forward rather than wishing we were something different than what we are. I forgot to mention, it was kind of funny in recording this episode, I had some sort of weird timer on my phone that I couldn't get to stop. I tried to edit most of it out, but there are an occasional blip and bleep uh, throughout the first and the second part of this episode, just when she's talking and I didn't want to cut it out entirely. Um, But it was kind of interesting because her work is so much about this pause and this kind of moment of reflection and through our conversation there was kind of like this chiming bell that kept coming in every couple of minutes and yeah I just thought that was kind of interesting and each episode is such an experiment I play around with different microphones or different ways of recording and I noticed with this last recording um, sometimes I record under a sheet just to help muffle the sound and whatever fabric I was using last time was just really awful and so please I thank you for bearing with me through just all the funny sounds of uh, this episode but I think what Jessica has to say is truly so worth listening to so I thank you for your patience and thank you for all of your love and support Uh, if you would like to make a donation to the podcast, you can do so. It's timeinthestudio.simplecast.fm and you just click on the dollar sign and you can leave a donation for any amount if you want to support uh, me to keep doing this because it's it's really fun and it does take a lot of time, but it's I'm going to keep doing it. So yeah, I appreciate all of your love and support through all of this. Please feel free to share, rate, review, cha-cha-cha. And without further ado, here is Jessica Trusty. I admitted to myself that I have all these other parts that, you know, are still trying to hide to some degree. Like there was a better... And if you think there's a better than what you are at the time, Mm 
hard to grow mm-hmm. for me. And it was just accepting this as is and not as what I want to be. Mm-hmm. That was the true, me- that, that was medicine for me. And it's still medicine. It's still what I do daily. And then I, for me, I needed to build the studio that's really small and made out of rock mm. and with a really large fireplace. So that's where I get extravagant with the fireplace. Mm, large for a tiny building (laughs) (laughs) yeah I saw photos on your website of your studio space and it is so amazing it is like a little castle and you talked about how it was just a very like slow intentional process of planning it and building it and it's still kind of a work in progress I'm curious to just yeah hear more about how you designed it and knew what it needed to be and how it how you made it all happen well through the pause that Mm -hmm. I was invested in and living the lifestyle of instead of making it like a thing I'm learning a new method I'm learning or myself kind of spiritual bypassing some lessons I was learning Mm. um I it was just really a process of embodying my own philosophy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I'm literally living it, can I be like bypassing was a better. it? In a sense. Mm-hmm. And if you think mm-hmm. there's a better than I, what you are I found are that it really time, slowed me down. It's it going to really, really hard to grow. Mm-hmm. I spent mm-hmm. so much time explaining and it was just um, my vision to my father that has this. Both very creative and not engineer mind as is what I want basically is developed mm-hmm. his, his imaginative imaginative mm-hmm. mind or the really bridge and mm-hmm. um, so he could put on paper and measurements mm-hmm. you know <laughs> he could basically measure my vision you know yeah. and put, make it come to life where I it was just, you know, the castles in the mind for mm-hmm. me. The, the imagination I had with it, he would help me develop that just mm-hmm. as I thought, if he could. And then he would say, well, that won't actually physically work in the physical world. So mm-hmm. then tweak it in a sense, but still get get it to where how it felt and how it in my vision mm-hmm. by his help like if he wasn't helping me do that there would have been no way for me mm. to create this building because he speaks my language mm-hmm. he could know that any architecture anybody could have drawn it up the plans and done what he did through what I was giving him through my vision like I really think it was a special connection I have with him and a special um, of knowing each other's language and Mm. working just so well together that we created it and it feels like that when I stand in there it's a labor of love and it's a it's a symbolic piece of my connection to my family Mm. my mom and my dad and my son and my brother and my sister um, people you know my nieces and nephews it's just Mm. One would come up and help. Everyone had put a rock in that building that is in my family. And, you know, that whether it was a rock physically being put in or just the sharing, you know, the vision with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And my son learned, you know, at age four how to do rock work and Mm. was know cementing in place future or what what I was bringing in and what I was shedding Mm -hmm. from the old ways of living and beliefs and what I wanted to physically build in this new way of living and like again the question what what do we need Mm -hmm. we need a small space so we can be outdoors a lot that's what we need yeah we need a cozy place to sleep and paint and play 
how much space is that for us? Not mm-hmm. that much. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Mm. And we're outside a lot. We it works. Like that's basic, and the the building is you know glass all around it because mm-hmm. when if we are inside, we feel like we're outside. Mm. So amazing. Wow. Yeah, I feel really grateful to my family for, you know, and then again, the you in the pause is mm-hmm. uniting and that, that happened, that, you know, I got to mm. live and embody that, not just say it. Yeah. Yeah, I can just feel the power of that, like to be within a structure that is really held and created by that united community of people your family like that they've created this amazing space for you to do your creative work and to be a mom and to yeah just do all of the things that you're meant to do and just supporting you in that vision that's so powerful giving uh space to hold all the parts of myself not just the parts that want to be shown, but the parts that want to hide. Mm-hmm. And rock, for me, the rock building mm-hmm. does that so well. Yeah. Because rockiness is um, just part of who we are. And yeah. trees shine in their own beautiful way, especially the aspens up here at this time of year. And mm-hmm. it's so feminine and gentle and and the rock, you know, and need both. We mm-hmm. just, we need the masculine, we need the feminine, and um, I guess for me, this land up here really holds both so well, mm-hmm. and such a beautiful balance, and with the lakes, and the eagles, mm. <laughs> and the, the many, many, many animals that visit my studio. That's so cool. I agree. It ha- it has been and it's been I really I wanna come visit and see what it's all like. It sounds incredible. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> should. Yeah, that's the goal is to have more community up here at some mm-hmm. point. Um working on the second building is almost done. The okay. other rock structure that I don't have on the website yet. Mm-hmm. And um what is the intention for that? Um, oh, that's like the bathroom uh-huh. and oh, okay. <laughs> the kitchen. Okay. And, you know, like these two structures that I saw, you know, mm-hmm. saw in my, in whatever that sleepy world is we can fall into, luckily, at times. And I love it when that happens. And mm-hmm. A circular building that like looked like a turret, a castle mm. standing on its own, and it's right next to my studio. But we found, you know, it's for the big bathtub, and the mm. it's still again very tiny space. Mm-hmm. Um, both of my structures are tiny, and I love the idea of being outside. When I was um, building this first one, and you know, we were going to the bathroom outside, we were going. Walking is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is you go outside. Mm, cool. It's the first thing you do. Mm-hmm. You go outside to brush your teeth. You go. It's just like camping. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I don't want those, you know, I want to go outside to get to the bathroom. And mm-hmm. so this building is outside and outside of the, the other building. It's walking, you know, you just walk from one to the other. But go outside to do that Mm. again like bringing you out to bring you in Mm -hmm. and I spend so much more time outside up here than I do when I'm living in Boulder Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to bring some of these habits down there Mm -hmm. and just wake up you know like five in the morning when the sky is still dark and just Mm -hmm. sit outside and have my coffee or my drinks you know Mm -hmm. my or whatever it is for the morning, and um, have it outside. Mm-hmm. You know, just sit under the sky while it's so dark, because they do that up here so often. Mm, cool. Wow, you wake up early. Sometimes, yeah. yeah cool. Sometimes they do. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your rituals and kind of how you prepare yourself for the day and yeah, just any little things that you do to kind of keep yourself just feeling like good for the day. Yeah, again, I, I have to give a lot of credit to nature and that way I don't do anything. I just mm-hmm. take in. Mm-hmm. So just sitting outside, it does it all for you. <laughs> I'll see shooting stars. I'll hear an mm-hmm. owl. The other night, I heard an owl so... Str- it was just like, it was like literally on my roof or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was very loud and went outside to look at it, and while I did that, a baby bear was crawling into my vehicle. Oh, my gosh. And crawling into the back seat where my son's car seat is. Oh, no. And we figured out he literally had to sit in the car seat because he got all the things out of the back pocket, and we were laughing so hard because, <laughs> you know, like the back pocket of the passenger seat, where they have, like, he had all his little toys and colored pencils and things, and... We were laughing that it's kind of like Goldilocks in reverse. Like the little bear went through my son's stuff and was like, let me try this out. What's this marker? What's this, you know, audiobook? And all the audiobooks, CDs were out on the ground and like he had, you know, looked through it. And it was just so funny, but then got him to go. And, and after that, I realized, oh, the owl was, like, warning me, you know, it was just like, and then he was gone, and the owl was gone, and I didn't hear the owl the rest of the night, and mm-hmm. I guess for a ritual, it's more about just being open to messengers, like, mm. teach me how to have a ritual, because... If I do too many things with my mind of things you think about doing, mm-hmm your list and have your priorities set, you know, which I think very goal oriented mm-hmm. culture. And yes, there is definitely worth to that. Mm-hmm. And there's also worth to letting nature do that for you. Mm. To some degree. That's so cool. I sense you have a deep connection with owls. You have a, on your website, there's pictures of owls and your, website is called trusty owl and i would love to hear more about your connection with the owls well throughout my life and like i said back when i um was learning about how to nourish myself with food in the order i did you know i like to call it the order Mm -hmm. it brought so much medicine and one of the animals that kept for me was owl and it's been steady since that time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've given Owl a lot of acknowledgement. Um, again, I'm not doing this on my own. I'm not taking credit. I'm I'm really open to the medicine of nature and the animals because that's been my experience. Mm-hmm. That's what's worked for me in terms of feeling lost and then not feeling alone. Mm. not feeling like I'm doing it all on my own and there isn't support out there. Um, Mm. They continue to show up, the owls, and I continue to thank them. Mm. I continue to listen. I continue to uh, paint them. Mm -hmm. Ask the questions of the painting, like many, many questions. And through getting those answers, I deepen my relationship with the animals. And yeah. don't, I, I don't say, oh, you know, like, this is my spirit animal. They, mm-hmm. they will tell you that. Mm-hmm. They will show up. We don't decide that, in my opinion. Right. You know, and I also do journey, if you're familiar with mm-hmm. the... Journeying, I learned yeah. from Sandra Ingerman, whose whose books I love, and yeah, she's great. I deeply love just mm-hmm. her as a person, and yeah, as I was seeking my elder, I guess you know she she really role for me, and I learned how to spin thread mm. in New Mexico, and learned how to journey from her. Mm, wow, 
and the ways that she held her space in her home and welcomed me in as this person driving from Boulder with my mom and asking for, <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. asking, asking for mentorship. Yeah. And, wow. Um, reason at that time she she was able to um, with her a lot now to, you know, a lot of different countries and does her workshops, but mm-hmm. after learning to journey, I had a lot of questions answered for from my artwork and just what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Very shamanic. Diving into a culture, learning and understanding more about myself through asking the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having the answers. Yeah. A lot of the I don't know really served me well. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's so good. I I study with Rachel Weiss, and she had studied with a lot of uh, shamanic work as well. Or She's moved away from calling it shamanism. She calls it animistic practices, and just like the idea of connect, connecting to the energy and the spirit of all things. And But she does a lot of journeying, and we... I just had a weekend with her where we connected to animal spirits and we just got to like, you know, ask questions and see what pops up. And it's just so amazing to see, just to feel that deep well of the human understand, the general human understanding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, our DNA it is in Mm. there and that's what I love is that we are very in tune creatures and Mm -hmm. we're tuning out but we are tuned yeah and it's just wiping the cobwebs away instead of Mm. making there's you know so much change that has to happen it's kind of already there and that's that that process was very healing for me to not have to be more than I am, mm. but I just am already. Yeah. Is that so many points in my life, I was always doing the next therapy, reading the next book, doing mm-hmm. the next school, to taking the next class. And mm-hmm. To some degree, always keep learning, but then I realized I was dismissing my own Potential of finding the answers inside myself through a process. Just find a process and stick to it, and mm-hmm. let the wisdom come through. It's like the idea that there's something better can be very hindering mm-hmm. to you know valuing your own. Yeah, it's that a- someone else's way is more healing than what might just come naturally through you. Yeah, that's such a good reminder. Yeah, we are our own healers. I I do believe that's true, and I believe you know we mentorship is extremely important. And yeah, get confused. You know, I don't want to be confused and saying and making it just devaluing that in any way. It's not. That's not what I mean either. It's just like usually in my experience, the mentors keep leading me back to myself. Yeah. And it's more of being seen and held or how you're healing yourself and mm-hmm. being seen than it is somebody telling you what to do or right. how to advice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good reminder because it's easy. Like, I find myself in sessions sometimes just being like, well, just do this thing, just do this thing. And it's like, okay, just let people find their own answers because it's so much more beneficial when people come to their own solutions, but you just help support them. But, yeah, the ego gets likes to get involved. It wants to play. And it's like, ah, just, no, you're not allowed. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is so tough to do that, especially mm. sometimes with family. Like for mm. me, I want to tell them, take this herb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and just think, 
you know, we, it helped us. So we want to, and it's all coming from a good place. Mm -hmm. I mean, every healer, every doctor, every, every, but it usually really does want to just be of service and like something work for them and they want it to work for someone else. But in my experience, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Mm -hmm. Like what works for me may not work at all for somebody else struggling as a teenager with image and, um, you know, mm-hmm. nourishing your body and how you're doing that and whether, I, I mean, I personally think most people, most people have eating disorders, if we're going to call it that, mm-hmm. if we're going to label something, like our whole culture and probably the world has an eating disorder then. Yeah. In our modern day society with the food that you know, a grocery store. It's like you go yeah. in there and buying the food and eating that. What is the difference? Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you know what I mean by that, Sarah? I think so. I mean, I feel like in our culture in general, it's like there's just not a thoughtfulness about food sometimes or a consciousness around it. And people just like shovel food in and, you know, it's like they're looking for something that isn't found in really processed things. Right. It's like a culture of eating food that's not really food could be considered a disorder. Yes. Definitely. I I like to question that word in many different ways because... Mm. Young girls and and boys now mm-hmm. that are getting labeled that, mm-hmm. and I'm questioning the culture rather than the child who's mm-hmm. experiencing something very wise. Yeah, <clears throat> where their wisdom is coming through if they're having a problem with the food they're mm-hmm. eating or eating too much of it or mm-hmm. addicted to sugar or what's what's actually going on and how much of it is a disorder food supply. Right. Yeah, a lot of it, I think. That's... And then the poor kid, you know, like, the, the kid is, like, thinking there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Instead of, there's something right with you if you're having trouble with this. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some wisdom coming through. Profound. It's like, they're they're the canaries in the coal mine. They're not... It's not necessarily them. It is the culture, and it's revealing where we've gone astray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so, and and I think our youth is really struggling mm-hmm. with in terms of overstimulation. Mm-hmm. You know that fight or flight with scroll through just the fix of the, you know, I find myself on on my phone and I just will scroll and I see all the news headlines even. Mm -hmm. Is that much perceived trauma in one quick moment? Mm -hmm. Along with your, I don't, it's just so mind-blowing, like what my body just filtered and Mm -hmm. what my, what I just saw as potential perceived, like, danger mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's more than like our ancestors way back our ancestors ever ever experienced in maybe their whole lifetime we can experience in like a flash of the internet in a day yeah we can get all the traumatic stories all of the you know things and shootings and everything in just a second mm-hmm. and have to filter that and about you but like I definitely sense myself going into I will moment of oh my gosh that happened this yeah <clears throat> yeah I mean I really I've kind of gotten to a point where I feel like I can't pay too much attention like I really need to set up boundaries like I'll check my phone a couple times a day but I can't oops like it's just it's too it's too much. It depresses me, and then I can't function well. So, yeah, I have to 
definitely tune out from all of the stimulation that our culture's currently throwing at us. I'm like, oh, it's too much. I <laughs> have just go on a hike or read an actual book. Like, I just, ugh, it's, yeah, it's a lot. It is. It's hard. Process. It's hard to, to know, you know, like part of it is for me, like knowing myself to be part of this where people are really struggling with, say, a school shooting and who lost their child, Mm -hmm. their children in that, and taking some of that on, you know, for Mm -hmm. them. And also, where is the boundary? I don't, I don't, I don't, like, feel like I have that answer yet. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm, I kind of struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Like, how much I need to empathize with and, and, like, you know, unite with them in, in mm-hmm. a sense and um, not go, well, glad that wasn't me, glad that mm-hmm. wasn't here, you know, or so sad for them. But what? how do we share in that, mm-hmm. you know, in, in all this information we have access to? How do we do that? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just um, reading this book by acetaminophen and NSAIDs, like all those little like mild painkillers that people take for headaches or aches and pains, they create like a zombification where people can't feel empathy as much for other people. Like it not only numbs your physical pain, but it numbs your ability to feel highs and lows. Like you can't feel for other people. And so it's interesting to think of like, how much our culture is doing that. Like so many people are popping those pills constantly. And then it's like how, and then taking even more serious medications that are doing, you know, really wrecking havoc on the body. But just to think of like, yeah, that numbing of being able to empathize with other people. It's really, it's interesting that that's happening on such a large scale more than ever and younger than ever oh yeah that's what scares me and you know and then it's thing with them Mm -hmm. or and myself at times when I've you know numbed myself in some some version right it doesn't have to be the same but you know mess with ourselves there's there's you know chocolate numbing too (laughs) yeah their ways you know yeah and um I just I just think that it's hard for all of us Mm -hmm. to you know and then why and again I think it really comes back to that competition and that struggle to be enough Mm. and that struggle to know enough when those around you have more yeah or are or perceived as more successful or, you know, like making it in our culture in the way that our culture confirms you Mm -hmm. are making it. And I know I've struggled with that. And Mm -hmm. as I broke away from that, continues to be part of my journey Mm -hmm. and where I have the most empathy for and the, pill poppers and mm-hmm. you know the, all of us that are struggling to keep up that are not just their own beauty or their own way through the world because it's too scary yeah and there's just so much pain in the world and it's like there's not a way that our culture generally allows people to process or feel into that or to cry or to mourn or to grieve or to just like, yeah, dive into your feelings and feel them. And so, I mean, I totally get the numbing thing. Like I, yeah, Yeah. I see why we do it. Yeah. Because with the internet access, it's just the next story is already there. Mm -hmm. How could we grieve the last shooting when there's another 
one and a hurricane on top of that or mm-hmm. you know it's just like much for anyone it's too much for all of us and I yeah. I personally don't feel like I have the answers or the resource yet to know how to do that mm-hmm. I don't have those answers and I'm glad we're asking the questions together mm-hmm. right now <laughs> yeah Good. I feel like through your work, like I feel like art is healing for the culture at large. Like it's healing for you, I imagine, to make it. And it's also healing for people who see it. And even people who don't see it, just the fact that you are tuning into that deeper consciousness, it's like bringing it to the surface and that ripples out. I think that's, like, really important. Inner process, if they brought it outward, that we would all be, you know, I don't know the word heal. I think we are perfect as we are to some degree, and mm-hmm. use that word healing a lot, and then I question it as soon as I use it, mm-hmm. because it's like, it, it suggests that there's something wrong then, and I'm trying to get out of the mm-hmm. mindset that there is. It's like, maybe... Maybe it's just right as it is, and it's just another step to connect and yeah. feel someone else's. And in that, you feel less alone. Mm. And and through art, it speaks in, in a way that I think our language can't always, or we're maybe less inclined to be that vulnerable with our words. We yeah. can be with our art. Mm-hmm. Many different forms, and it just is that powerful uniting. Yeah, I think that's good to remember too. Like, yeah, because I throw throw around the word healing a lot. And it's like, I remember one of my yoga teachers once said, like, never, when you're looking at someone and considering giving them an, an adjustment, never look at them and see how they're not perfect see them as divine see them as like the divine blueprint and they are perfect and so it's good to like yeah just like instead of thinking of people as needing to be healed like see them in their light already like maybe this is this is all listening to nature sitting with the sound sitting against a rock like it can be that simple where you know like you're okay Mm -hmm. you're already healed to some degree yeah um maybe you don't need healing you just you need more connection Mm. more time to feel what's already good inside yourself (laughs) you know yeah i feel like we kind of need to wrap things up sadly but i'm wondering if there's other anything else coming through you feel like you really want to talk about or share no, I don't right now. I, I thank you for just the connection and the conversation, and that's mm. kind of what it's all about. That's yeah. part of the art process. And yeah. I, feel like You're, I feel like your words have a lot of magic and a lot of power. So thank you so much for bringing that through and sharing your visions. How, how can... For doing this for people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's Being part of the community in that way. Yeah, it feels like such a honor, and I don't know. It's funny, like, yeah, I feel like the trees told me to do it. They are like, reach out, talk to people, share their stories. So, yeah, it's just a really fun project. I feel lucky to be able to do it. Um, how can people connect with you, Jessica, and find more about your work? Um, well, you can go to trustyalstudio.com, but I will say it is an old version. Mm-hmm. The new pause series is starting with a new website oh. that I'm going to help with. Um, again, where I don't put a lot of my time. Yeah. Um, so it, it is a slower process for me to mm-hmm. update things. And yeah. um, to you earlier, I just started an Instagram um, again, bringing up a lot of questions for myself when I post pictures, mm-hmm. and 
I guess I just wanted to put that out there. I, I have a few up right now of new artwork, but the process of posting and social media for me is like a lot of, is a, is a process mm-hmm. and yeah. how vul- vulnerable can I be with what I put up instead of painting the picture of all happiness and beauty and I love all of those things who doesn't Mm -hmm. and then also wanting to you know um bring in some some other aspects that again questioning what is actually beautiful and um isn't the the things we like to hide also beautiful and Mm. so as internet goes right now I'm slightly I'm just in that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in those questions I'm in how can I be vulnerable and share more truth here mm-hmm. and what would that look like for me yeah so that's kind of where I'm at but you can go to my website <laughs> <Yellow Studio. laughs> cool. and you can see what I've done to this point in my life um, are you for your new website are you going to keep the same name yeah, I'll always have Trusty Owl. That's the cool. studio, and that's that's unwavering. Cool. And that um, would be more of the pause series mm-hmm. and um, more of these cycle and things, not just having my paintings up, but addressing the bigger picture of what the pause series has brought. Mm. brought um where it's taken me, I guess I could say, mm-hmm. where it's brought me. Cool. Well, I'm so excited to see that. I love your website already, and that's exciting just to, like, do a refresh. I think I can relate. I'm not always the best at all things computer or technology, and it's, yeah, it's a struggle to dive into yeah. that sometimes, so... I commend you for asking for help. I feel like sometimes it's hard to ask for support, but it's great to do that. Yeah, and I would welcome everyone to come to the pause series. It'll be December 8th at Seidel City. And that is a thing place that I luckily came across, fortunately, um, through a friend told me after hearing my vision where and and that I was looking for a venue and this place and the man who is bringing this forward, I guess, into our, into our community is Terry Seidel and he is just a really inspiring person and mm-hmm. artist and his venue is just like no other and mm-hmm. has so much, so much spirit there and so much, um, power in the land that he chose and where what he's chose to do with it is an old foundry and what how he's transformed it for artists and and oh my god I want to see it that's so exciting is that in Boulder it is is right outside it's the north end right when you get on 36 to head towards Lyons a minute on the highway and you turn right there and he's got this um yeah, he's just got an amazing story, an amazing venue, and that's been kind of the piece that was missing for me for where I'm going to hold this, and so I'm very excited to co-create it with him. Mm. Um, amazing. Yeah, so we'll have three in December, January, and February, and that's mm. the going through each letter in the pause series. We'll we'll do the P and the A together, and the U is a is a single event and then the S and the E and so each event is themed to the letters in the pod. Oh my gosh, what a cool idea. I can't wait to see all of that. Yeah. So everyone's welcome. I don't know yet how if we're doing ticket sales or it's it's Mm -hmm. not gonna be um you know, it's gonna be an intimate setting. That's part of the slow movement we're trying to create is not going through the art so fast and with so many people, but mm-hmm. more making it a community piece and really getting to know others 
in the evening and taking a lot more time to spend on slowing down and taking in art and mm. children's art featured in the first one, which I'm really excited about. Oh, oh my gosh, that sounds incredible. I love this idea. Yeah, well, you can definitely be a part of it. <laughs> having awesome. herbalists there to yeah of, pour some um, tea or something whatever you yeah, need <laughs> exactly the, everything has a theme everything has a purpose in the evening including mm. the choice of herbs and uh, yeah refreshments are, are not everything's thought out we'll just yeah. say that everything oh, cool. is connected and ha- has an intention for the evening so Wow. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That's such a cool, oh, what an amazing project. And I love too that it's taken eight years, like it's eight years in the making. Like there's just like this slow build and yeah, accumulation of experiences and really allowing things to kind of like marinate and potentize through that time. Yeah, I, I mean, that was really the struggle. That's interesting you said that because um, that is the struggle, is letting it take you and not having the answers yet. Mm-hmm. And how long does that take us? You mm-hmm. know, where does it take us And into making a building? And, you know, instead of trying to get this art show done and on, and, you know, I have this thing to say, mm-hmm. and I have, this, I have this method I've created, and I've have this art show now and ready go and mm-hmm. it being away from that mentality that really so is there such a rush in our mentalities to make something happen so quickly mm. you know our voice mm-hmm. out there so quickly and so um in a way where it, it just felt to me like that was my ego leading if I had to do it like that. That was mm. for me to get something or be seen success yeah. somehow that I am doing this and now here's my art on the wall and somehow that qualified me, mm. you know, to be more than I was because and I could do the next one quickly and be relevant somehow. Mm. I don't know. It just... It was really, it's it's step back from that. So it is a very long pause to question that, and it's an ongoing pause mm-hmm. to question that mentality and that uncomfort of mm-hmm. being enough with this, that this change of lifestyle that I'm trying to embody and embrace, how long it takes. Trouble and in that they'll ask me questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like it's going to be such a treat and an amazing process to continue working on through your life, learning to be an elder and learning what your work really means for yourself and for other people and feel like a lot of it is just like beyond like it's just the mystery and it won't you can't pick it apart it's just like allow it to be a mystery yeah that's it it's not that comfortable but Mm -hmm. it is for me the way Mm -hmm. so cool well thank you Sarah you're just you're just so um developed in your openness, I guess, in the sense of feeling comfortable sharing the inner workings of my world, and that says a lot about you, you know, holding that space, so thank you for doing that so well and so um, welcoming. Mm, You're so kind. Thank you for saying that, and really it's just such a delight to be able to sit with you and to hear your stories and it's just like oh I just could with so many things you said it was just like a breath of fresh air and just such a great reminder of deeper older ways of being that are just yeah more resonant with what I want it's really 
I'd like just remember to breathe and like lean against a rock, you know. It was... mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not expensive. Yeah, it's and pretty you don't cheap. Have to be anybody or someone <laughs> to do it. So the rock doesn't care. Yeah. What you've accomplished. Mm hmm. Oh, I love it. Well, Jessica, thank you so, so much for making time today. It was such an honor and treat to chat with you and just to hear your stories and to hear your process is really, yeah, such a, just an amazing experience. So thank you for being so true and vulnerable. Thank you, too. I appreciate yeah. it and enjoyed it. So oh, we will chat again soon, okay? Yes, yes. That would be, I would love it anytime. I'm here. Me too. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, too. Thanks again for dropping into Time in the Studio. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you want to connect with Jessica, you can find her on Instagram at Jessica Joy Trustee. Or you can check out her website, Trusty Owl Studio. um, Or check out the gallery. She's going to be having a show in December at Seidel City, S-E-I-D-E-L City, C-I-T-Y. And if you want to connect with me via the podcast, you can check out Time in the Studio on Instagram. You can also check out my personal Instagram, Sarah Marie Studio, or my business page, Ada Zia Arts. And thank you again for all that you are and for being here. I look forward to connecting with you again on Sunday. I have a really, another great uh, guest coming up, so I'm excited to share that with you. Uh, Thank you again so much, and love and light to you all. May our efforts benefit all beings.